0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire, boys. My name is Parker McDonald. And I'm Walter Lee, and we'll be your hosts on this episode of the Southern Collective Hunting Podcast. If you're a new hunter trying to learn the basics,
1: or you're a veteran woodsman just trying to get through your work day, there's always a place at our campfire for you.
0: Speaking of the fire, we would love it if you guys would join our growing Patreon community and be a part of the best and only digital deer camp south of Makes and Dixon Life. Come on. If you'd like and learn more, click on the link in the show notes. But for now, Walt,
1: welcome, welcome to the fire. Welcome back to another episode of From the Fire uh, here from the Southern Collective. Uh, I'm Matthew Reeves. One of the members of SoCo. Um, Y'all have heard from me a couple times on these, from the fire chats, um, about my expectations. And we we dropped one a couple weeks ago uh, that was just a regular podcast. And we talked about what we were expecting from our upcoming season, um, whether it be in our home state, out of state, and whatnot, um, doing a lot of things with that. So, I made a bold prediction um for myself We kind of did another round of bold predictions uh that I I had um a lot of confidence that I was gonna kill one of my target bucks uh this opening opening weekend, opening week of the season. Uh just due to the moon phase. Um i had kinda of patterned a buck to be moving a lot during this time. Um and the the opener was gonna fall right when I needed him to move most and when he was moving the most most so anyways um this spot I've I've started getting a lot of more people on my trail camera the last three or so years I haven't had anybody uh, on my cameras which that's just part of, of hunting public land you're gonna have people show up on your cameras you know it's not quote unquote your spot even though we sometimes feel it and that's kind of how I felt with this spot you know I would found it kind of had it secluded to myself um, but had some people show up and whatnot and that story gets a little bit better after this hunt but um, I was not able to hunt how I thought I was going to be able to hunt uh, for the opener um, just some things came up and whatnot so I was able to get in a a morning sit um, kind of played it right my wind was good um, got in there bumped a couple deer coming in um, walking in I saw a bunch of cat eyes where you know people put them up to mark their tree never seen before the people that were in there um scouting or whatnot i reckon they put them up and had it marked going right to their tree um so you know i'm like discouraged because you know uh, somebody's now you know hunting in here hunting in this spot i found you know i'm gonna have to kind of share it uh beat them there whatnot so anyways these bucks have been coming through and one morning i decided not to hunt and a pretty nice buck came through at like 9:30, so i knew i needed to get in there so i was able to get in there got in clean got in quiet um but the tree i got in it just wasn't when the sun came up y'all know how the, the story goes you know it wasn't what you thought uh you're too close to the trail too far from the trail um just was kind of rough so i was like man i'm my back's facing where i think the deer are gonna come from you know it just wasn't wasn't panning out perfect for me so the hunt goes on squirrels chipmunks running everywhere keeping me on my toes but um around nine ish nine twenty um i heard some stuff kind of in the bottom i ended up looking out in front of me and caught some movement so i'm looking looking through my binos trying to see see what's going on and um I can barely see over this little crest, and I catch some antlers. I'm like, hey, that looks like a a decent buck. Well, sit there, you know, a minute goes by, he disappears. Well, then he he comes back, and he's at about 50 yards, and I'm watching him, I'm like, hey, he's just standing there, he's gonna walk right down this trail to me. Well, the joker stops up against this this wall that I'm hunting, and bed's down. Um, Bed's down at 50 yards with some thick stuff between me and him and just lays there, lays down. So I'm like, man, this is a you know really nice buck. Well the more I get to looking at this buck, I recognize him. Um so three years ago I was hunting the same spot during the rut and watched this buck come in. Um, I actually made a video on it, have some really good footage. Um, I called him the Clubfoot Buck because he had a abscess or something on his on his hook, front hoof. And he was really limping around. That morning I ended up watching him breed a doe that season, all that stuff. Well, this deer has been elusive uh, for the last three years. and In three years I've had two pictures of him. And they were in just two seasons ago. So no no whereabouts of where he was last year or anything. Um, And then don't even have a picture of him this year. I thought it may have been the big G3 buck, but it wasn't. It was the clubfoot buck, so I'm watching him his brow tines, you know, nine, ten inches, just a, a stud of a buck. So I'm telling myself, well, I just gotta sit here till he gets out of his bed and and makes a move. Uh, whether it's to me or not, I'm just gonna sit here, see what he does. Um, so I'm sitting there, about ten minutes go by, I hear another deer coming. Well I look down and it's a it's a good eight point. Eight point I would shoot. And I've never had my never been in a situation where I've got a really big buck bedded at 50 yards, a really nice buck at, say, 80 yards probably, and I was like, well, if this buck comes up the trail, am I going to shoot him? Um, Well, I told myself no because of the big buck that was sitting there, so ended up having another spike come by, and that eight point, he ended up going down to the bottom so I didn't have to worry about the thought of shooting him, which that's, I can't wrap my mind around it because I've never been in that situation Um, in general of, hey, here comes a nice buck. If he gives me an opportunity, am I going to take him or am I going to chance it on this bigger buck? So I'm sitting there. I kind of got the the tree between me and the other deer from from my saddle. Really like that. So I'm videoing him when I can. He's just sitting there looking. Well, this deer's a six-, seven-year-old buck, and I've never... I've never had the opportunity to just watch a six a seven year old buck bed down and kind of how he does his routine. Um, I've seen some younger bucks go down, they'll tuck their head down, you know, go to sleep, yada, yada, yada. But this buck in particular, he just sat there and he looked. He he just scanned every every direction he had. Didn't have to worry about looking at anything to his back everything was in front of him he was just looking looking in front so i'm dropping milkweed to make sure my thermals don't shift as the sun you know comes up and hits this hillside um so he's just he's just chilling there well the more i watch him the bigger he gets y'all know that how that goes and so i'm sitting there and just waiting so he lays there for about an hour and i'm like man this this is awesome and then all of a sudden i don't know if he movement of me there just in the hour I mean if you sit somewhere for an hour and just scanned every single tree you probably will see a hunter um, and I, I, I think he ended up seeing me because um, I know he didn't smell me because of how the thermals and the wind was blowing so I think he ended up seeing me and I'm I look at him but the last time I looked at him I looked at my binoculars and saw him and he uh, was looking right in my direction couldn't see if he was looking up at me or what but anyways the deer blows gets up runs blows and then gets out of there so i'm i'm frustrated um 50 yards if i if i had an opening you know if he would have been somewhere i could have got a shot i would have taken the shot um i feel comfortable shooting 50 yards and practiced it but anyway so i'm, I'm like shoot well i'm like i'm, I'm gonna get down you know the blew out of here got done so i get down and i'm I'm headed back to the truck. Well, I'm walking where the the night eyes were, and I'm thinking to myself, man, there there's got to be a um, a camera or or something in here from these people. If they're they're putting out night eyes, putting you know, time in to make sure they can get to their tree. Um, got to be something. So I'm walking, walking, walking. Well, I have a camera in there that you know I've had pictures of people, yada yada, and. I look to my right and there is a corn pile. Now, y'all, this is public land. You can't put corn on public. That's just, that's a known, known deal. So, I'm like, well, there's got to be a camera looking over this corn pile. I'm pretty good at spotting cameras. Well, I didn't spot this one very good. It was at eye level, or not even eye level, about waist level. And looking at the corn cell camera, I'm pretty sure it took my picture um so i i go through the steps call the game warden they actually had already known about it um i was able to send them some information of who you know i think might be on the on the camera stuff like that but from knowing there's a big buck there to then knowing somebody's put corn outside of the area i'm hunting it really just kind of threw me for a loop um made me kind of mad because now i I'm not going to go in there because there's corn there. It's kind of a tainted area now. Um, I'm just leaving it alone. Granted, I am going out of town this weekend and won't be back. So can't really hunt it right now. But, um, just to know that that, that's going on right there kind of really, really bothered me. So hopefully we can get some closure, um, on that get those guys, you know, caught out of the area. I, I don't know. Um, so that was, that was very unfortunate, but I ended up going about, going about my day and 12, 45 rolls around, two more bucks come through the spot I'm hunting. You know, I, I can't sit there all day. I had things I had to get done, but um, really kind of messed with me. So with all that being said, I, I had a great hunt, got really close to a really nice buck on my first morning hunt. Um, I actually have history with the deer. And this is a deer that has not showed up on camera in two, you know, two and a half years. And when he does show up on camera, it's like one, one photo. And he may know, the last picture I had, it looked like he was looking right at my camera. He may know my camera's there giving off signals, but he was bedded 50, 60 yards from the camera. And he could have been doing this over and over again, but the deer were on their feet that morning. They were moving around. Uh, it was very encouraging to know that there's deer there that i don't have on camera you know a lot of times we get caught up because the deer didn't come in the 20 yard radius of a cell camera or 40 yard radius whatever you want to say it is but to go in there and see those deer that amount of deer on the first hunt in there of the year was very encouraging um you know bow hunting is a hard sport you got to get them close you got to have everything go right if i had a rifle that hunt would have been done you know within the first 10 minutes of me seeing that deer um i shot him right there in his bed game over didn't have to worry about anything but it's not gun season um and you gotta hunt with a bow out there that's just that's just part of it but anyways that's kind of how my first you know i'd say successful hunt of the season went here in alabama and I, I plan to get back in there on that deer and and the other deer's there he didn't get boogered but that that buck I was talking to somebody, they were like, oh, he'll probably be out of there for a while. And I question that because that bed did exactly what that buck needed it to. It protected him. And when he saw danger, he was able to get out of there. He was safe. Um, so I think he's going to actually come back to that bed at some point. I don't know. Um, first time I've seen him bed right there, I've had some suspicions of them bedding on down the hillside a little bit. But was able to see that. Uh, confirm that information and use that for later in the hunts. But until then, I'm going to continue to scout and get my places ready um, here. I haven't done any private land sets, don't even have any private land ready right now. I I usually plant greenfields, didn't plant greenfields this year. Just a lot going on um, in life. Y'all know how that goes, it gets away from you, you get behind. But anyways, we're gonna keep hunting this spot um, maybe a couple weeks before we get back in there I kind of want everything to kind of clear up um, with the, the poachers and kind of get a get a clean slate in there but guys I appreciate y'all listening to this and y'all continue to hunt hard and continue to move in your season I know a lot of seasons are are just you know in the first couple weeks and some are already you know further along than that but don't get discouraged about little things i got discouraged about some little things but i know there's still bugs in there and i've got to continue hunting i've got to continue pushing forward um, for these deer but guys like i said just a second ago thanks for listening y'all be good stay safe